0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denepoth. Poth. This is season four, episode 24. Wow. I had to think about that for a second. If you've been listening since I started, that is awesome. If you've just recently started, that is also awesome. And I hope that you will continue and subscribe to the podcast. Also check out my blog at dot 915com And Join our Thrive in EDU Facebook community, which is a great space to share what you're doing, what your questions are. I welcome any content that you want to drop in there. If it's a blog that you've read, ideas that you've tried, tools that you want to share, anything, that's why the community was created. And we also go live a couple of times a month and have some fun with some of our guests. And it's just, I don't know, it's a lot of fun to join in that space. So for today's episode, I thought that since we are now officially In spring, a couple of episodes ago, I shared some ideas for spring for boosting student engagement, focusing on social emotional learning, and some other ideas, some different tools, one of which Brain Racers, if you haven't had a chance to check that out, check it out because you can launch some games and uh, the students love it. I've tried it with my eighth grade STEAM class and the questions that pop up are a little bit challenging, not going to lie, uh, for somebody even you know that has been through those grade levels that it caters to, but it is fun just for taking a break. Uh, but for today's episode, I thought, since it is the spring and we may be thinking about what we've taught in our classrooms, we want our students to be thinking about what they've learned and thinking about what can we do between now and the end of the school year. And then, of course, over the summer break, what did we learn about what we provided for our students in our classrooms, how did they learn from each other, and then use that to plan for the upcoming year. So for today, I'm going to focus on some reflective practices that we can use anytime throughout the year, but since we're in the spring and it's that final push through the end of the school year, student engagement may be down, of course, so you can go back and listen to my prior episode. But some quick activities, some which involve tech and some that don't involve tech, because it's not always about the technology. Sometimes it does enhance or amplify the learning or facilitate something in a different way. It gives students some options. And we know, of course, when we were in fully remote learning, that's how we kept learning, working, everything going. But throughout the year, not just in the spring, it's important that we, as educators, focus on reflecting on our practice, but also helping students to engage in this ongoing reflection of what they're learning. And SEL, social emotional learning, is key for that. And the biggest focus area, at least for when we come to reflective practice, is on building self-awareness. Also self-management when we're faced with some different challenges in learning, setting some goals for ourselves, and figuring out ways that we can continue to make progress as we move forward. And as teachers, figuring out how we can encourage our students to share their learning experiences, to share those frustrations, to collaborate with their classmates, to take the lead more, uh, to express when they are frustrated, to be able to ask for help, to think about what they're learning, what are the areas that are kind of problematic or frustrating in that learning experience is essential, not just for students, for their academic growth, but for personal growth, for professional growth in the future, for whatever their next steps may be. And so to best prepare students, we have to help them to engage in that ongoing reflection. And if we create opportunities in our classroom for students to do the reflection, then they can focus on what they're thinking ties into that metacognition. They learn about their interests. They can identify areas that they're really doing well in, areas that they might need to improve in. Uh, And that helps because sometimes you think like, I'm just not good at this. And I've had students say, I'm never going to be able to do this. Or I wish I wasn't so good at this because I really don't like this activity, which makes me laugh. Uh, One example is learning to code. I have some students that Are kind of hesitant to dive into coding because they're afraid initially that they won't be able to do it. And then they find that they can. And not only that they can't, but they're really good at it. And that bothers them sometimes. But trying to encourage them to think about, well, what do you like about it? Like there has to be something that you like about it because you're continuing to do it and you're becoming better at it. So giving them a space where they can share their learning, think about the process promote some collaboration in our classroom and create that supportive learning community for all of our students all learners i should say because that includes us is important so if you have a couple of ideas one i would love to hear them from you two if you haven't tried them yet dive into them in the classroom and three maybe just ask your students for some ideas so here are a few things that i have used in my classroom some of which I haven't done in a little bit. So I am going to do these in the next couple of weeks before the end of the school year. But one of them, very simple journaling or writing a blog. Uh, before digital tools were around, maybe you wrote in a blog or you had a journal. Or if you go to conferences, you might have your little notebook that you write down some ideas and takeaways from something that you're learning. What I was doing in my Spanish classes was having students respond to a prompt and It was on paper. And then, of course, there were some different digital tools. So if you are virtually learning or you want to actually capture that and have it in a space where you can give feedback beyond the classroom, then that's when you find the technology to do that. Something simple like Google Docs or using OneNote or Spaces, EDU is a great tool for that. But paper is fine as well. And if you want students to write on paper, or if they prefer to write on paper, then they can share it with you, sending an email, attaching it as an attachment in Teams, in chat, or something, whatever space is created. But that helps students to just really think about what are they learning, what are some goals that they have, what are some questions that they have, and to share that with you or with their classmates. Uh, Something like a think-pair-share. That is easy to start with. Students, Have maybe a prompt that you give them, or maybe there's a topic for discussion for the class. Give them some time to think on their own and then have them pair up with a partner. Maybe they want to work with one of their friends. Maybe you mix it up and draw names from a hat, or you use the random name generator, which is one of those wheels that you can find online. Put their names in, let it spin and add some fun to it. Like, yay, you're paired up with, and then pair them up. Maybe they post their ideas on something like Padlet, for example, or Google Jamboard, or use Flip to have partners share their ideas in one of those collaborative spaces, whether it includes audio or video. And then when they share it, they can involve themselves in more conversations, or they can listen more actively to what their classmates are saying. Us as the classroom teacher can then listen to all of them. And in this process, they're building collaboration skills, communication skills, they're building relationships, and a lot of other things that are essential. Digital citizenship, of course, also ties into that. Uh, Let's see what else. Collaborative spaces, if you have, let's say, uh, a lesson that you create with Nearpod. Nearpod has that collaborate board where maybe you pose a question and give students a chance to think about it and post a response on that collaborate board space. But again, you can go back to those documents and those tools like Google Docs, using Microsoft Word, even students can collaborate in those spaces, Pear deck is another great tool if you're doing something just a check in and ask students for their reflections uh, can be used with all of the students. doesn't matter what grade level content area you're teaching. And you know you have a lot of options for engaging students using those tools, but it doesn't have to be the tech. It can be like a mind map, a concept map, those types of things where they're brainstorming, just putting ideas down together and then sharing them, but it enables them to visualize and see their own thought process but also the thought process of others. I already mentioned flip, but video reflections. So lots of tools that you can have them use for reflecting. Maybe it's a quick question. Maybe they just do like an activity where they write about something and they create a book with say something like book creator, or story jumpers, another one my students have used to just talk through some things and put some ideas into a book. And it can be like a journal, a digital portfolio. And whether or not they want to share that with just you, uh, use it for their own personal reflection, or share it with like a larger school community, totally the options are there. So those are, let's see, I think I gave you four, maybe five in there. There are many more ideas that you can use, but not just for students, but for us as teachers reflecting on what we're providing in our classrooms and learning about our students throughout the process of teaching the activities everything that we do in that school year is really important and one other thing i'll share with you is last year and i've mentioned this before in a couple other episodes but i i love it it's lesson loop and they have surveys that you can use to give to students and they they are anonymous And you can issue them to your students. It asks them a bunch of different questions about a lesson that you taught. And then you get the responses and you can see the ratings. It gives feedback based on student engagement, uh, social-emotional learning, whether they feel comfortable um, in the learning space, if they feel involved in the conversations, if they feel they have a voice in what is happening in the classroom. And then as teachers, we can take that information and use it to reflect on our practice. And that involves our students. And we show them that their input is really valid and valued, I should say. It is valid, but it's also valued So it doesn't matter what method you choose, the end goal is still going to be the same. We want students to have the skills they need for the future that enable them to be flexible when they are confronted with challenges or if they're working on something and they have to kind of break it down and set goals for themselves and to be able to see the progress that they've made and reflect on that because that reflective process is essential and involving ourselves in a reflective practice is the key to continuing to make growth even if it's just one little thing that we improve upon each day, that's okay. Uh, because we're always learning as we go, as I say. And I've only given you you know, a handful of ideas in this short episode, but I think the spring is a great time to reflect, even for ourselves, if you go out for a walk and you're just thinking as you're walking and you're capturing your ideas in, I don't know, voice notes, for example, or maybe you just walk and talk and make your own podcast. Lots of possibilities out there. But the main thing is, making time to reflect and to do that with your students and involve them in helping you to figure out next steps in your classroom. So with that, that's the Rochelle podcast for today. No guarantees on the next episode, although uh, April is financial literacy month. It's a lot of other highlighted uh, events and things that are happening in the month of April. So probably I will be focusing on some of those. Hopefully having some guests, uh, whether or not they are from the Thrive O'Clock Show. Maybe that's a spoiler alert, but hope you will continue to listen. Uh, Check out my blog, submit a guest blog if you have one, and I will catch you the next time.